paying any attention uh, um, to what's kind of going on in the world today, that, that we're kind of headed for trouble. Are, are you all aware of that? Um, I don't. I don't personally don't spend a lot of time watching uh, Christian TV, and, and I listen, listen to a lot of worship music. But I don't listen to a lot of the. I got my favorite preachers I listen to, but um, there's a lot of a lot of people right now that are saying some things that are coming down in the near future uh, that, that don't sound good as far as where this world's headed, as far as economic woes, as far as other kind of, of woes. And a lot of people are naming dates. Um, you know, they're putting uh, you know, all kinds of things together. And I, I personally, and I just I feel like I need to share this, and we're going to commit some more time to this in a few weeks, but I wanted to kind of give you a, advertisement <laughs> for a few weeks from now. Um, for about a year and a half now, I have been feeling almost daily, I mean literally almost daily, at some point during the day, I get this sense of, of, of like impending doom, uh, like that we're, we're real close to some major, uh, major collapse, okay? And I believe, and I've heard this from many, many, many leaders and many prophetic voices and many strong believers and, and theological, biblically sound believers uh, that are saying at some point here in the near future we're going to see uh, some major, major, major issues in, in the country and in the world. And many of you have been hearing dates like September 23rd and you know sometime in the end of September when all these things are coming together. And I just, I feel like as the pastor of the church uh, that I we need to kind of address some of that. Um, so in a few weeks, probably three weeks, we're trying to get it nailed down now. Um, we're going to have, y'all remember Paul Cuny, had him come and, and speak about a month or so ago. Uh, Paul and I are good friends. He wrote a book called Secrets of God's Kingdom, of, of the Kingdom Economy. Um, he's actually right now in Amsterdam at an economic summit there, a European economic summit. And so he's, Paul's really a, a, a kind of moves in those circles in an international circles of finances and economics and I want to have him come and spend some time sharing with us and then I want us to look at what's something practical that you and I can do to, in order to be prepared for that should we you know should we sell everything we have and move to the country um, that would be what I wanted to do <laughs> um, but is that what God wants us to do should we you know should we take all five dollars that we have in the bank and take it out of the bank so we have that <laughs> Uh, when when the banks crash, or should we, you know, should we be stockpiling six months worth of food? Should we, you know, should we be hoarding, you know, getting our guns and uh, and our ammo? That's another one of my favorites that I like. Um, should we, you know, what 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 what's our, what should we do? You know, how should we prepare for this? Should we be should we be fearful? I mean, should we should we be walking in fear of what's getting ready to happen? Should is that our response? Should that be what's happening as Christians? So we're going. We're going to spend, like I say, I'm, I'm hoping the first Sunday in, in October, don't have it nailed down yet, but we're going to spend some time talking about that. So I just want to encourage you guys, definitely, you're not supposed to walk in fear, okay? Our trust is in who? Our trust is in who? In God. Our trust is in Jesus, in the Lord. And Proverbs says he's our strong tower. The name of the Lord is our strong tower. Our trust, our confidence, our peace is in him. It's not, listen to me, it's... It's not in the government. <laughs> okay? Our, our confidence is, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a red-blooded U.S.
U.S. citizen, I love my country, but my confidence is not in my country. My confidence is in Jesus, okay? And I, we're supposed to pray for our leaders. That's our responsibility. We pray for them. We don't, we don't never mind. Anyway, I won't go down that line. Um, so bottom line is, in the middle of what you're hearing all this, don't walk in fear. Walk, just put your confidence in Jesus. We, I think one of the key things that's going to happen as a result of this is, is I, I personally think, and I, boy, I'm getting so sidetracked. I personally think we are going to see some major issues happening. And I think what, the biggest thing that it's going to do as followers of Christ, it's going to teach us how to abide in the vine. Okay? And I think we were called to do that, right? <laughs> I think that's kind of one of the things we're supposed to do is abide in Jesus, get our, get our strength from him. You know, get our get our our leadership from Him, get our wisdom from Him, get our direction from Him. Jesus has the ability to direct our steps, to guide us, to give us wisdom, show us what to do, show us how to respond. As believers, show us. See, I I think in the midst of darkness is when our light shines the brightest. So I think as Christians, I to me to me there's part of me that's almost as much as I don't. I like my creature comforts. Okay, I like living in a home that's that. That doesn't leak, that has AC, that has food. I like that. That's one of my favorites. Okay, <laughs> I enjoy that. I know you find that hard to believe, but I enjoy food. I enjoy air conditioning. I enjoy having lights. I like all those things. Okay, but there's there's also part of me that's almost excited because because I think in the midst of when that happens, when when those kind of issues happen, Jesus is going to be so real. Our, our light, people are going to come to us. People are going to say, how do you, how are you, how in the world are you at peace in the middle of all this? How do you do that? How, do, how can you, how can you, how can you do that? <laughs> and, and we're going to have, we're going to have light. We're going to have, we're going to have answers for people who are in darkness. We're going to be able to point people to Jesus. I, I, you know what I think? I, I, I think what's going to happen is we're going to have a pot of stew and, and we're going to, that was fixed for six, and you're going to see that it feeds a hundred. Those are the kind of things we're going to start seeing. See, there's part of that. That's, that kind of excites me. I don't, I don't like the part that, that that's my last bit of food that I just stuck in there, and now all of a sudden i got to actually depend on God for the next day. Right? I mean, that, does that ring a bell? Give us this day our daily bread. Well, we think as Americans we're supposed to have the next year's worth of bread already. I, I like that. I kind of like that myself. I enjoy, I enjoy knowing I don't have to worry whether I'm going to eat tomorrow. That, right now, that's not a concern to me if I'm going to have food to eat tomorrow. But it could get to the point where we're, I mean, if bread costs $100, a loaf of bread, if a hundred dollars is even worth anything at that point, so I, I does that sound weird? I am a little weird, but that's all right. Y'all didn't amen, so that's good. All right, here we go. What um, stay tuned. Okay. Um. All right, I'm going I'm to kind of hit some things here, kind of in review. Uh, 
Uh, we're still looking at some warfare, but I, I um, you know, we, we, as we started looking several weeks ago at, at spiritual warfare, we had we had we I brought out the fact that one of the one of the it probably the most, but one of the most important parts of understanding warfare is just to understand to begin with that we're in a war. Does that make sense? I mean, if we don't know we're in a war, then we're probably not going to real we're not going to do real good in the war if we're not even aware that we're in a war. We're probably going to have our lunch handed to us. And and so the, the first part, and Peter makes this statement. We've looked at, it, but I want to just look at it again. Peter makes a statement: Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So I, the the word from Peter, the word of exhortation is is be alert. You know, pay attention. I used the illustration a couple of weeks ago. You know, when you ride in, in the mountains, y'all you know, been to the mountains? Who's been up there? Oh, I love the mountains. And uh, but when you're up there, you see these signs that you know are on the side of the road, and these signs says, "Watch out for falling rocks." You ever seen one of those? Now, when you're riding down the road and you see this sign, "Watch out for falling rocks," you don't just slam on brakes and 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 get in fear. And slow down to two miles an hour, and, and watch out for falling rocks. It's just kind of a, it's just a, a, a something to alert you. That's what Peter's saying here. It doesn't, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't disable us, or it doesn't. It starts with a D. It doesn't. Um, anyway, <laughs> it doesn't. It, being alert of the enemy is not to put fear in us. It's not to make us just stop in our tracks and go, oh, oh no. Any minute he's gonna jump out of the bush and he's gonna get me. Any any second, I man, I gotta I gotta watch out. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying, be alert, pay attention. We have an enemy. He's looking to devour us, so pay attention. Does that make sense? I mean, it's not it's not he's not telling us to get in fear over there. It's just says, pay, be a sober mind. In Corinthians, he says, Paul says this: lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we're not ignorant of his devices or his schemes. Some translation says. See. The, the enemy, obviously we have one from just those couple of verses, much less all the other hundreds of verses in the Scripture. One of, the, one of his tricks or one of his schemes or one of his tactics is to convince us that he's not even around. And so it, the, the, he, it's, it's basically if we're not careful, we can just begin to believe, well, this is just the way it is. You know, the, the, we talked about struggles earlier. The, the, it, that's just part of life. You know, just you know, having things that cause us problems, having struggles in our life, and having issues in our life, and having you know sickness, and having you know uh, you know poverty, and having you know family fights and issues, and issues with our kids, and 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 having you know having all those kind of issues, uh, we just if we're not careful, we can just kind of sit back and go, well, that's just kind of that's just kind of part of life. That's just the way it is. And that's, that's, that's literally one of the schemes of the enemy is to convince us and make us think that's just life. Or the other of that, and I think this guy, this is the one that just really just, oh, uh, just a hot button for me, is, is he convinces us that it's God's fault. That he's, God's responsible for the stuff that's happened in our lives. If, if, if I get sick or, or I get in a, in a wreck or, or my wife comes down with cancer or, or, or my uncle gets in a car wreck and dies, some, somehow or another, 
That was God's purpose and God's plan so he could teach me something and make me a better and a stronger believer in Christ. Have y'all ever heard that? I was at a teaching just the other day, and that's, that's what the guy was saying. It's like, it's like oh, gosh. I, I mean, it took, you'd be proud of me. I didn't say anything. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, do you, does, that, does that sound like a tactic of the enemy to get us to blame God for what he's doing? That's pretty sharp. I mean, not only does he get by with doing it, but he gets us to blame God for doing it. It's God's fault. He's he's the one that did it. Or he gets us, here's, here's another one. If we don't blame God, we blame somebody else. God, it's that woman you gave me. and Paul don't 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 agree back there now's not the time to agree <laughs> it's God it's, it's just it's my spouse if I just didn't have this spouse I would be a lot better off I'm not going to ask you how many of you ever thought that but um or 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 it's our you're not supposed to raise your hand Gary or 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 it's my boss God it's this this boss I have or it's my neighbor it's, or it's this it's this person I work with, or it's, or it's my kids, or it's... And, and guess who the enemy's trying to get us to blame? Who? Anybody but ourselves. And if I remember right, there's a scripture, pretty major scripture dealing with warfare, that says this, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. If you're flesh and blood, raise your hand. Now, if the person that just raised your hand is the person you're having with the issue with, then you're having the issue with the wrong thing, person. <laughs> we don't wrestle again. My wife, she's in the other room. Maybe I need to say this a little quieter. <laughs> she's not the problem. I don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers. I mean, isn't that just a, I mean, that's a pretty shrewd tactic of the enemy Either get us to blame God or get us to blame somebody else. They're the, you're the problem. If you, weren't, if you weren't doing this in my life, I wouldn't be. I love this. If you didn't do this to me, I wouldn't respond this way. So it's got to be your fault. Right? Wrong? Who's fault? The way I respond is that you're, if you do something to me, is my response your responsibility or my responsibility? Not a trick question. <laughs> See, I, I, can't, I can't fix you. I can't make you do something a certain way toward me. I can't, I, I'd like to. Some people I'd like to just zap. There'd be a lot less people on the planet if I was in charge of zapping especially drivers that don't know how to drive. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? If, if I, I can't make you do something right toward me. I, I'm, I'm not in charge of you. I'm in charge of how I respond. So I, it's not wrestling blood that I wrestle against. Several, several weeks ago, <laughs> several, several weeks ago now, I was actually... I was really struggling uh, with some discouragement in my own life, some issues that were going on, 
some issues with people that were going on. Have you ever noticed how often people are involved in your issues? <laughs> and, and so I was, I was really, I was having some struggles with that, and, ha and some of the things that were being said. And I, part of it was I was just kind of tired and wore out. I was tired of fighting. Um, and in the middle of that, here's what I see happens a lot of times. If I'm not careful, and I don't, sometimes it's consciously, sometimes maybe it's even subconsciously, I can begin to start thinking it's my fault. The reason I'm in this battle, the reason this thing is happening in my life is, is because of me. It's my fault. And I can start bringing that onto myself. I can start thinking, well, if I'd have just done so and so, then this would have happened and that would have happened. And then pretty soon, all of a sudden, all the weight of everything that's going on in the world is your problem because of the way you did something. The way you were, and sometimes that's true, but it's not always true. So I, I, I was beginning to think, you know, if, here's, and here's, here's, the, here's another one of those schemes of the enemy. If I was really holy, if I was really godly, if I didn't have sin in my life, if I, if, if, I was really, if I was really in the center of God's plan for my life, if I was really following Jesus, then I wouldn't have all these other problems happening. <laughs> you ever think like that? I mean, all this stuff happening in my life must be a result of I'm, I'm, just, not, I'm just not being holy enough. I'm just not being spiritual enough. I'm, I must have missed God somewhere. I'm not in the center of his plan for my life. Somehow or another, I'm just not 100% committed to following Jesus. So somehow or another, all this stuff happening, it's got to have something to do with I screwed up somehow or another. Now again, sometimes it is because I messed up. Does that make sense? But it's not all the time. And I think a lot of time it's not most of the time. So the enemy comes in and he convinces us that, that, that we screwed up. And I was, I was just kind of at the point, you know, God, I'm just really tired of fighting all these fights. I'm tired of fighting all these battles. And I started reading in Timothy, 2 Timothy, actually 1st and 2 Timothy. And Paul's writing to Timothy, his, uh, uh, his, this young disciple that Paul is a disciple. He's a, he's a, a pastor of a church, Timothy is. The Apostle Paul starts writing to him, and he tells him. He, he says several things. He says, I've, he, Paul says this to him, I have fought the good fight. Y'all remember reading that? I've, I've fought the good fight. Then he tells Timothy, Timothy, fight the fight. Fight the good fight. Fight it. And, and when I read that, it's like something just kind of came alive to me. It's like, you know, if the Apostle Paul had fights that he had to fight. And he tells Timothy, Timothy, fight the fight. He tells Timothy, or tells, he tells him in, in Ephesians, he says, when, when, uh, the church at Ephesus, he says, when you, guys, when you've done everything there is to do to stand, then do what? Stand. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you've just done everything, when you've done everything, 
when you when you put on your bat your armament and you've done this and he said just just stand fight the fight be you know what see that I don't maybe I'm the only one that just kind of gives me hope that gives me hope to know there's a fight there were he wouldn't tell us fight the fight if there wasn't a fight if we didn't have a battle he wouldn't tell us be fight this fight stand put put your put your gear on and stand. Get ready to stand in this war. Fight this fight. Why? You know, when I read that. That just kind of that makes me that makes me think this. It's not all my fault. I I don't have bat. All these battles aren't just because I'm a sorry Christian. All these battles that are happening in my life aren't just because I'm not holy enough. Or they're not just because maybe I'm, I'm not in the perfect will of God. Maybe, maybe some of the fact that I'm having fights in my life is just because I'm in the middle of a war and as a follower of Jesus, we're going to have fights. I'm not, I mean, am I the only one that that gives some hope to? I am the only one. <laughs> Fight the feet. It's a... It's a fight we're in. I mean, for me, just just grasping that that it's a that, that we're this is a this is a this is a war. You see, I think I think maybe we, but to some degree, we and 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 church and 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 the culture we live in and and Christian TV and Christian radio. I think some degree we've we've painted the wrong picture for people that to get them saved. It's almost like we've painted this picture. If you'll just give your life to Jesus, if you'll, if you'll give your life to Jesus, then, then, then the, there's no more problems in your life. Jesus is going to take care of all your financial problems from now on. You're, you're never going to get this. This is never going to happen. Your kids are going to be perfect. Your, your, your spouse is going to behave just like you think they're supposed to. Your job's going to be wonderful. They're going to recognize how great you are. Just just because you gave your life to Jesus, there's never no. This is the. It's almost like we we somehow or another we we we've substituted what it means to come to Jesus with the American dream. Haven't we? And and the reality of it is, see, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. The reality of it is, I do believe as I give my life to Jesus. And I start committing, maybe I commit my money to him, then I, I should, I'll start seeing some things happen with my finances that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't committed my money to him. I, I believe I can walk in, in, in health because I've committed my life to Jesus and what he's done for me. I can walk in health. I, I can experience those things. Yeah, God does want to bless us. Yes, he does want to prosper us. But prosperous in the biblical sense of the word prosper, not in the sense of what we think prosper means and the fact that you don't have a Mercedes in your garage. So for, for, for me, it's to understand, you know what? Part of what happened when you gave your life to Jesus, here's part of what happened. You signed up for a war. Now, the reality of it is you were already in the war <laughs> and you were dead in your trespasses and sin. But coming to Jesus means I'm now alive in him. I, I, 
I'm, I'm alive in Christ. I have new life in Him. He's, he's my Lord. He's my Master. He's my King. He's my Savior. He's, he's, he's my Redeemer. He's, he, he did these things in my life. He set me free. He's, he's, he's given me freedom. I don't have to walk in these bondages anymore. I've been delivered. I can, I can walk in freedom from those things. But even in the process of all that, I still have to fight fights. And if we ever get to the point, see, I think here's the extreme. We get to the point where we're somehow we think if I can just get, here's this, this is my thinking. If I can just get holy enough, if I can just get spiritual enough, if I can just hear God well enough, if I can just walk in the center of his purposes good enough, then, then I'm, going, I'm not going to have to fight anymore. It's going to all just be wonderful and glorious, and I'll never have any more issues because I'm just following God right where he wants, and nothing's that bad going to ever happen to me. That becomes, if that becomes our belief, you're going to get disappointed. Or you're going to start questioning whether you're walking with God or not. Because I'm going to tell you, you're, in this world you will have tribulations. That's what the book says. That's what the new book says. That's what the new covenant, that's what Jesus said. That's what it says in the New Testament. In this world we will have tribulations. But be of good cheer because I have overcome. So we're operating, and this is what I wanted to get into that maybe we'll do some point in the future because we're running out of time. But we're operating, here's the point. We have a different perspective. We're operating from a point of victory, not to get victory. Does that make sense? See, I, I, if, when I learned to operate from the fact that I already, see, Jesus already won the battle. He won. He defeated the enemy. The enemy just isn't totally aware of that yet, although he is aware, but he's still fighting. See, we live in a world, and, and I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm landing a plane right now, okay? We, we, we live in a world. See, Jesus, Jesus, I love this statement. That's why you'll hear me quote it all the time. But Jesus, this is a great summary statement. Jesus says this. I came that you can have life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Here's the point. The enemy is a thief. Okay, look at me. The enemy is a thief. You know what thieves do? They steal, they rob, they destroy. Here's the the point. The enemy, see, if a thief breaks into your home, he doesn't break in because he has the authority to do that. He doesn't have the right to do that. He's a thief. The enemy's a thief. He he no longer, because of what Jesus did on the cross, what he accomplished in the resurrection, he no longer has authority. The enemy doesn't. He no longer has the right to do the things that he does in our lives. But he, guess what? He's a thief. He comes to steal. He comes to rob us. He comes to lie. He's, He's a liar. Thank you, Bob, for sharing that. <laughs> I just, boy, there's so much more we could go into, but we're not. Amen? Today. Stay tuned. Let's, um, let's stand.
Let's just let's pray together. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for just for your love, your care, your compassion, your mercy, your grace, your faithfulness. Father, thank you that you you chose us, Lord. You called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. Father, I just I pray, Lord, for each each person in this room. Lord, I just I pray that you would give us eyes to see, Lord, what you're doing. Give us eyes to see, Lord. Father, help us to to recognize your voice, and Father, help us to recognize the the voice of the enemy. Father, help us to be alert. Lord, help us to to not be unaware of the, of the schemes of the enemy, but help us to be aware. Help us to be aware things happen in our life, when trials and struggles and, and problems and issues, when, when those things come up against us, Father, help remind us that we have an enemy, but that we can walk in victory, Lord, that we, have, that we can walk as overcomers, because we are more than conquerors in you. And so, Father, I pray you just give us eyes to see, Lord, what's, what's happening when, uh, when these things happen in our lives, that we won't blame you. We won't blame others, but we'll focus on, on this battle, Lord. And we'll focus on the truth of your word. And, and, and Dad, I pray you just begin to show us, Lord, begin to show us how uh, to resist the, the, uh, the works of the enemy, how to, uh, to put on the armor of God. Lord, show us how to walk in faith, how to walk in victory, Lord. how to be the overcomers that you have told us we are. Thank you. I just want to encourage you, if you're here, if you're here this morning, Jim, you got a word? Uh, I was praying this morning in the back, and, uh, you know, I I felt like I wanted, uh, the Lord told me to pray for something, and then I felt like if you want prayer for this, that you could come forward, I'll pray for you personally. But I just felt like um, he had me pray for people that have uh, maybe they've been a little clumsy lately, a little, uh, or people that have like a fear of a, having an accident. You've been you've been getting thoughts that you know you you could have an accident and they're reoccurring thoughts. And if you like prayer for that, I'd like to pray for you. Amen. Amen. Why don't you st stay up there, Jim? Steve, some of you other guys that are part of the ministry team, if y'all will come on up. Um, good word. If that if that's you, if if uh, if you've been struggling with that, and there's just been kind of this fear, uh, it's like an irrational fear of, of something's going to happen, something wrong, some kind of accident, and you want some prayer, come up and get some prayer. If, if there's other issues and something you know God was just highlighting to you uh, during worship or during the message, then come up and get some prayer. Uh, we'd love to pray for. Other than that, be blessed, you're dismissed, have a, have a great week.